Welcome to Cut the Check, episode 13. Week 7 is over, and there is only one undefeated team left in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you have been listening to Cut the Check, you know we've been hot on the Steelers. If you're putting money on the line in the NFL games, you need to be subscribing with us here at Cut the Check. I'm Brian Zwerner. Spent 20 years in the capital markets, but the man who makes the pick is my good friend, Jarrell Worthy. Say hello to the Cut the Check listeners. Man, what's going on, crowd, man? Uh, nice of you to check in with us this evening. Um, so excited for you guys to be here. I'm the guy you guys need to know as far as making these picks in NFL. Some ups and downs last week, but we're going to make some money this week, so I'm excited. Cut the Check is always about getting paid. Listen to us. We'll get you paid. Today, we're going to have the picks on the top games for week eight, and it's another huge test for the Steelers. We'll be talking about their big matchup in Baltimore this week. Week seven, a little bit of a tough one, a little mix bag for cut the check. Three, six, and one versus the spread. Net down 360 on $100. Bet unit, but the big winner for you, Jarrell, last week, it was the Browns crushed by the Steelers on both sides of the ball. And you've been killing it. You got the Steelers, you got both the running backs. What do you think about this Pittsburgh team? They're hot, huh? Yeah, man, they got their 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 stuff together. As far as defensively, uh, they're playing lights out. They shut down Derrick Henry um, the week before. Uh, he was set he was set to go over for 100 yards. They really came out and ready to play. Um, offensively, they got their groove, man. It wasn't Clay. It wasn't Chase Claypool this up uh, this past week, but it was a plethora of the other guys, uh, and they really seemed to to have things rolling. Well, another team you've been hot on was the Seahawks. They let you down the, the against the Cardinals. That uh, knocked out one of the other undefeated teams. We'll be talking about them a little bit later in the show. But we got a lot of big games to cover this week. We're going to jump straight in. I got excited when I looked at the schedule. Steelers, Ravens, no rest for this Pittsburgh team. They'll be the featured game of the week in the NFL for the second week in a row. Tight win over the, Pit, over the Titans last week for them. This is the first of the two games in the NFC North between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ravens are coming off a bye, sitting at 5-1. They're only lost to the Chiefs. Ravens at home sitting at a three and a half point favorite this week. What do you think in this huge matchup at the top of the NFC AFC North? I'm not going to go with the Ravens in, as far as the favorite this week. I'm going to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to stay on this Steelers train. Uh, I like the way their defense is playing. I like the way Big Ben is orchestrating the offense. Uh, there's been a number of guys that have been the star of the week offensively. Um, it hasn't just necessarily been Juju Smith-Schuster or Claypool, in which we talked about a week before. Um, they seem to have things rolling. Uh, when I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens, they struggle against teams that can actually spread the, spread the ball out, um, have those quick passes, getting guys out in space and running, um, as well as uh, they want to run the football. And what, what is, is Pittsburgh known for defensively this year is stopping the run. And so it's going to be very tough for the Ravens uh, uh, sledding this week as far as finding a way to stop this red-hot Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Do the Steelers look to make Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket and work the ball to the outsides? Are they going to pack the box like they did against Derrick Henry on this guy? Well, they're going to they're going to have a plethora of things um, because Baltimore is so good at, at passing the ball out the backfield. Um, their play action pass is one of the best in the NFL. And so they're going to have a plethora of looks as far as, you know, having an extra DB on the field and it make it look like they're they're there to stop the run. But they have athletic guys on the field that can cover the pass as well. Um, and they're going to have to do on first, second down, just stop them and, 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 and get to a third and long. Um, the Ravens have struggled a lot this year as far as the third and long is concerned, where uh, Lamar Jackson has to sit back and be that drop back passer. 
What did you think when you were playing in the league, coming off a bye and then seeing a big, you know, division rival? Is that is that give the Ravens a little bit of an edge in this game, but not enough to overcome against the Steelers, or does that not really help? Does it do you, you rather go into a big game like this, having played or having that extra time off? Oh well, a game like this, uh, you you love to have a bye week, obviously, because you can get yourself fresh, you can have fresh legs, a fresh mindset. Um, but at the same time, man, when I'm thinking about it. Uh, the Steelers are rolling. And when you're a team that's rolling, you want to make sure that you're rolling as well. So having that week off, it could, you know, hinder some guys within the first couple series. But I think the Ravens are going to show up and be ready to play. All right. We're still going with the Pittsburgh Steelers catching three and a half on the road at Baltimore in this huge matchup at the top of the AFC North. We're going to swing. We'll have your picks a little later in the show for all the three primetime games. But I want to talk first about a big NFC West game. A lot of talk out there that the NFC West rivals the AFC North for the best division in football. Seattle struggled against a team I'll describe as spunky down there in the Cardinals last week. Seahawks took their first loss. They joined Chicago and Green Bay at five and one, top the a- the NFC. They'll face a San Fran team coming off a dominant performance, thirty-three to six win over the Patriots. This game's going to be up in Seattle. Seahawks are a three-point favorite, only at home. Even though Russell Wilson's been playing great, what do you think on this one? Well, I think that the reason why they're a three-point favorite, uh, realistically, is because of how well the 49ers played last week defensively against the Pats, going on the road and just beating up on a Bill Belichick team. I don't necessarily care who's at the quarterback position. That was that was pretty impressive. Uh, Bill Belichick hasn't lost at home like that since forever. So I don't think that, um, you know, the 49ers are a fluke. I think defensively they are prepared and ready to play. I just think that the Seattle Seahawks always find ways to get themselves back in, in, in contention. Um, when we're talking about a division win, uh, you just you've seen it went down to the wire last night uh, or not last night, but a couple of nights ago between Arizona and Seattle. Um, it's always going to go down to the wire in this division. This is one of the hottest divisions in football. And so I look for this to be a, a, a very uh, tightly and contested uh, matchup um, between the, the Seahawks and, and, um, and the 49ers. I'm just going to roll with Russell Wilson, um, MVP caliber. He's still going to be out there doing his thing. Yeah, this one jumped off the betting sheet at me, man. A three-point favorite for the home team, Seattle. I get that they're coming off a loss, but Russell Wilson's playing great. I think the loss of uh, Chris Carson really hurts them out of the backfield, though. He's been so effective for the Seahawks this season. Looks like he probably won't be playing this week. No, um, he's not going to be playing. And obviously, he's been an intricate part to their offense as far as, you know, running the ball and setting up their play-action pass. But they got a plethora of guys back there that can, you know, carry the boatload as far as backs by committee. Um, and I think they're going to have to display that this week because their play action pass is going to have to be uh, it's going to have to be very uh, it's going to have to be stressed a lot this week as far as getting DK Metcalf down the field um, in those one on one situations. Russell Wilson's going to have to stretch the field because the 49ers are very sound as far as their front seven. Um, these guys are flying around and they're looking to hurt people. We're going to talk a little bit about the receivers here, but first we're going to tell you that Cut the Check is sponsored by Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy games are the easiest to play since they only ask you about the superstars. You select 10 individual player over-under props on stats like passing or rushing yards and play in a tournament for cash prizes. Thrive has awarded over $1 million since launching. Use promo code BTG, that's beyond the game, BTG, and receive an instant $20 match on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download the Thrive Fantasy app and sign up. 
or at thrivefantasy.com and prop up today. We got to talk about what I thought was one of the best plays of the season. Did you see my man DK Metcalf running a dude down 90 yards, catches a DB to stop a tick six? Have you ever seen a man get that fast? It was crazy. Man, I mean, literally, like I said before, he's a baby Megatron. Like He looked like a real transformer running down the lane. I mean, it was really scary to see. Uh, guys with that much speed and that much size um, running down Buda Baker, who's no slouch, man. We're talking about a Pro Bowl safety who had a wide open running lane to the end zone. And, and, and DK Metcalf came out there and showed his wheels. And, uh, and Pete Carroll is, is smiling, man, showing guys, yeah, this is why we drafted him. Yeah, I went back and looked. I was trying to find a guy who's had an impact like this, who's moved to such an elite level in their second year. Maybe Julio Jones, you can look back. And from 2012, he was pretty elite by his second season. Is DK Metcalf the best player since Julio Jones in the receiver spot? Um, well, as far as as far as um, as far as his ability, um, I wouldn't necessarily stretch it there because um, Julio Jones has a speed that's, uh, I mean, it's unreal, man. And as far as the way that he comes down with football, with the football, uh, it's very unmatched. You know, DK Metcalf had an opportunity to have some, some uh, plays down the field, uh, some stretches, uh, and Russell Wilson throws one of the most perfect balls in the NFL. And so he had a great opportunity to, to, to have some success early. Um, but I think at the end of the day, oh, Sorry. I think at the end of the day, man, um, it's going to be it's it's uh, Julio is still at the top of the league. Absolutely. Let's do some receiving yard prop over unders. My man, DK Metcalf, 95 yards over under. And then we'll flip over on the Niners. I'm going to go with the tight end. Greg Kittle, 75 yards over under. Which pass catcher going to get it done on Sunday in this game? Oh, I'm going to go uh, – well, I'm going to take DK Metcalf as over 95, but I'm also going to roll with Greg Kittle over over 75. Um, we saw last week, man, they matched up Greg Kittle out on the outside against Stephen Gilmore, the reigning defensive player of the year, and uh, he was having his way in a couple of route situations, and I think at the end of the day it's going to prove that, uh, um, you know, these guys are both going to go out there and have a phenomenal day. I like the sound of that. Kittle's my starting tight end of my fantasy team. Take Kittle over 75, Metcalf over 95. Both pass catchers getting it done. Seattle giving three here is the pick in that game. We'll have your picks for the debut of Tua down with the Dolphins a little bit later in the show. Let's hit up on a big NFC matchup that I like on the sheet. New Orleans and Chicago. You bet on both these teams last week. The Saints won the game but didn't get the cover. The Bears struggled again hard on Monday night against the Rams with their offense. Betters are putting the Saints out there as a four-point favorite here on the road. The Sharps just still cannot believe in Chicago. What do you think on this game? I'm going to roll with them, man. I think that the Saints have their, their things figured out. Uh, they got a nice division win against the Carolina Panthers, a tough Carolina team that battled them all the way down to the end. Unfortunately, they weren't able to cover. I wish they had an opportunity to cover, man. But as far as the scheme-wise, as far as the quarterback, the defense, they've got things rolling. And I just think that the Bears are going to continue to struggle. Matt Nagy doesn't necessarily know whether or not he wants to be the play caller. There's some guys behind the scenes that feel like there should be others uh, that should be calling the plays. And Nick Foles is going to come out and be the great company man that he is, and he's going to say the right things to the media. So they don't necessarily have an identity. Um, and I just believe in what the New Orleans Saints are doing. Like I said before, they finally got all their big stars healthy, and they're, making, they're ready to make a run of this thing.
I mean, what's amazing, the Saints sitting at four and two, and I would say probably their best player still hasn't played for them, Michael Thomas. That saga continues to drag on. A lot of talk this week that he may, may get even dealt before the deadline. Can you let go of pro- – I mean, he was the best receiver in football last year as far as I'm concerned. Can you let that guy leave this team? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, well, realistically, uh, when you have a guy that's of that caliber and a team is, uh, that's as uh, prominent as the New Orleans Saints, they're talking about, you know, trading a guy away like that, then there's got to be something within the organization that is disrupting uh, um, himself from being the type of player that New Orleans is needing him to be. Uh, I think at the end of the day, they paid this guy, um, and they're, they're probably expecting him to be out there on the field. And I think with this point in time now – you know, once guys kind of get their, you know, things out the way, they feel that it's probably best in their best interest to, uh, to just play things safe. And so, you know, he got himself hurt last week, got him and got himself into an argument uh, with a teammate uh, the week before last. And so, I mean, it's been a plethora of things that's been, you know, over uh, that's been taken over and, and really not giving him an opportunity to shine on the field. Yeah, last time, though, we saw a receiver of that caliber get traded was DeAndre Hopkins, and it didn't take long to cost the coach and GM his job, man. I, I, you got a talent at that level. I mean, he was the best football player on that team last year. He was the best receiver in the NFL. He just crushed it last season. So hopefully they can work it out, and that could give a nice boost to the Saints if they could get him back in the fold and, and productive again, don't you think? No, absolutely. But I just think at the at the end of the day, um, you know, if you have a guy, if you have the guys up top of the GM is talking about trading a guy like that, they more so believe in the play calling. They believe in the system. They believe in Sean Payton more so than what the player is, because to be, to be honest with you, um, the New Orleans Saints have made a plethora of stars, man. Joe Horn was under Sean Payton. Uh, Marcus Colson, a seventh round pick, had an opportunity to go and have a mega contract. And so uh, Michael Thomas is no short. Of, uh, of talent uh, as far as that list is concerned. So um, they, they, they definitely, uh, they've dealt guys before. Absolutely. Well, the Saints are the pick this week, giving four on the road in Chicago. Cut the Check is also sponsored by Vigit, the sports betting social network, changing the way America bets on sports. Play in the Vigit weekly NFL free-to-play challenge and win prizes. And you can bet against us. Find Cut the Check podcast on the Vigit app and challenge us head-to-head on any of these bets. You think we got them wrong? You bring it. We'll, we'll Vigit with you. Download the app today. Use promo code Cut the check. Put the promo code in. Type it all out. Cut the check. Start winning on the Vigit app today. We'll get you our big check bet, our double down bet in a couple minutes. We're going to roll through some quick picks. We're going to blast off the quick pick section here with the Dolphins and their new quarterback. First round pick, Tua Tagovailoa. Not an easy first game, though, for him and the Finns. They will host the L.A. Rams in that ferocious D-line. L.A. is a four-point favorite. Did they do the right thing putting the rookie in against Aaron Donald? I don't know. I mean, obviously the bye got him ready, but if he watched the if he watched the Sunday night game, it definitely uh, it definitely um, he's going to be having some nightmares this week, man. As far as you know, Aaron Donald and what he brings to the table, he's arguably the best defensive line defensive lineman we've seen over the last decade. As far as his consistency to the quarterback and the, and the time frame in, in which he gets there, which is slightly under four seconds, which is the fastest in the NFL, and we're talking about an interior defensive lineman. Um, Toa, I, I, I mean, good luck to you, man. But I'm rolling with the Rams. Um, Sean McVay in this offense, they look really good the other night. And I'm just believing that these guys are going to continue to keep it rolling. That's the Patriots at the Bills. The Bills weeked out a win over the winless Jets last week. We talked a little bit about the Patriots' struggles. Uh, better said the Bills installed as a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. What do you think on this one? 
Um, I'm going to roll with the Pats, man. I mean, personally, there's been some personality things with the Bills lately uh, that's been a struggle for me. Um, as far as the consistency offensively and defensively, uh, you know, the Pats are going to run it. They're going to come in and they're going to want to try to run the football because the Bills have struggled defensively against the run. Um, they uh, they missed their big run stoppers in the middle and they have struggled. Um, I think personally they overlooked uh, the, the, the Jets last week in preparation for this game uh, against the New Orleans Patriots. And uh, I mean, New England Patriots. And I just think at the end of the day, man, these guys, uh, they have to figure out what it is that they want to do, because now we're talking about um, possibly losing the division uh, to a team that uh, New England has been struggling a lot lately. And so uh, we'll have to see what the Bills come to do. But I'm going to roll with the Pats here. Taking the Pats, (laughs) catching three and a half points in this big AFC East game for the top of the division. I like this uh, nice cross-conference game. It's the four and two Colts coming off the bye, heading to Detroit to beat the Lions. Lions got the crazy last-second win over the Falcons last week. Uh, Indy, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Detroit. Can the Colts move to five and two with a win and cover this week? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Colts. I'm going to roll with the Colts, man. They seem to be having them things rolling. Um, uh, their offense is starting to come around. Phillip Rivers is going to find his niche uh, eventually. But I think strongly they're just going to have to rely on this running game. Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, these guys up front, uh, they're going to have to continue to be consistent. Uh, but I like, I like the Colts here, man. I like them to, to keep things rolling and to, uh, and to move to 5-2. and two. Yeah, Detroit's actually played okay, all things considered, up till now. Uh, you know, still staying competitive at 3-3, three and three, but – uh, the Colts seem like they've got a little bit more going on there. Though they've been also a little inconsistent. Have kind of had some bad losses throughout the season. Well, Phillip has had some bad losses. I don't necessarily think the Colts in itself have had bad losses, but Phillip Rivers in those two losses has looked atrocious. And I just think that if they have the if they have an opportunity to get some things rolling, um, get guys out on the edge, um, get T.Y. Hill involved, get Jonathan Taylor involved take a lot of pressure off of Phillip Rivers uh, pushing the ball down the field, then they're going to easily win this game. Detroit uh, should have lost last week to Atlanta, but then it is Atlanta. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, tough one. Both Jarrell and I, if you, if you haven't been listening to Cut the Check, we're both here in Atlanta. So we oh, uh, we see it, we hear it, we got it on local news. We got friends that played for that team. Right. Uh, but uh, that is what it is. Detroit's going to have to get a victory if they want to keep pace with the Bears. Yeah. Packers in that division and uh, the Colts, you know, if they're going to stay alive with the Tennessee Titans at the top of their division, they're going to need to win these kind of games here. Let's go to the uh, primetime picks we got here. We just talked about it. The Falcons, horrible, disappointing loss with Tom, uh, Todd Gurley scoring a meaningless touchdown, gave the ball back to Stafford with just enough time to lose that one. They'll go on the road short week here to face the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are a three point favorite at home. Can, can Atlanta eke out a second win on the season here on this uh, road game, or are you going with the home Panthers? I'm rolling with the home Panthers. I'm wow. rolling with the big Panthers, wow. man, because of what they can do. I think they were talking about Christian McCaffrey having an opportunity to play in this game this week, which is a huge uplift for the Carolina Panthers. The Falcons, I mean, I'm sure they're in practice this week. Like, man, damn. I mean, like, what do we do now? Because it's like we we scored last week, but we lost. But then the week before, you know, we did this and we lost. And then two weeks ago, we should have got the fumble, but then we lost. So it's like, you know, they have no idea who they are. They have no idea what's going on as far as, um, you know, how to win or how to lose. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to roll with I'm going to roll with the Carolina Panthers in this one. 
Yeah, Falcons just feel like a team in free fall at this point. Panthers are the pick in the Thursday night game. Sunday night, another kind of lopsided one. It's the struggling Cowboys and their seventh round pick at quarterback going to play the Eagles, who barely edged out the horrible New York Giants last week. Philly is a seven and a half point favorite in this Sunday night NFC least matchup. What's the pick here? Oh man, I'm rolling with the Eagles, man. I, I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Eagles. I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. I mean, like this game is, um, I don't know who the guy is at quarterback. Uh, they don't know who they are. Zeke can't block. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on, man. So I'm gonna roll with the Eagles. Um, make me look good, Philly, man. I need a cheesesteak, man. All right, Philly giving seven and a half in Sunday night football. Not much better the Monday night game. Just uh, some bad luck by the scheduling uh, gods here. It's the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Giants. Tampa coming off of two sweet quality victories. Beat the Packers, beat the Raiders. They've looked very good. They've got so many weapons out there for Tom Brady. Uh, and the Giants, they just stink. There's just no other way to say it. The only question here is the cover. Does Tom Brady and the offense stay engaged in this game long enough to get a 10 and a half point win or can the Giants somehow keep this thing close? The Giants will not keep this thing close. Uh, JPP facing his former team. They got rid of them. Uh, I think this defensive line is playing tremendous. Uh, they proved me wrong last week um, going out there and just really uh, showing up and showcasing their will and showcasing their skills. And so I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks to cover. I'm going to go with them and Tom, and I'm going to go with Tom Brady to consistently keep this MVP thing rolling, man. Um, he's really got a chip on his shoulder, man, to prove that he is not done. So last week, there was a lot of chatter in uh, NFL press about uh, who the winner was and Tom Brady leaving, uh, leaving the Patriots as the Patriots kind of struggle a little bit at the quarterback position. And Tom Brady is just dealing out there. Is he in the MVP race now with Russell Wilson? Has he announced himself as part of that race? Oh, absolutely. And then, I mean, he's even going to go up even further with the AB signing as well because, I mean, just – Think about the things that he's going to be able to do, uh, how he's going to be able to spread the ball around and um, and just have fun, man. I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady down there in, in the sunny state of Florida. Um, he's enjoying himself right now. Trust me. Now, Tom Brady and the Bucks, even giving 10 and a half, they are the pick on the Monday night game. It is time for what we call the big check bet. We let a double unit, $200 ride each the week. You usually go for the tough ones. I'm expecting you either to tell me it's going to be the Steelers or the Seahawks. Those are teams you've liked since the beginning of the year. They were some of your early picks. Who's the big check bet this week, Jarrell? Man, my big check bet, and I'm going to still roll with the tough picks, man. I'm going to roll with the Steelers, man. I mean, their defense is really improving. Their offense is consistently improving. Um, I mean, uh, Mike Tomlin has these guys playing lights out right now. And then they go up against the Ravens this week who loves to run the ball. They struggle against teams that spread the ball out all over the place. And um, I definitely think that they're going to have an opportunity to go out there and control the clock because they know that the Ravens defensively, that defensive line uh, with Yannick and Calais Campbell, they're going to be hunting. Uh, but I'm going to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers this week to cover. I think Big Ben controls the game, the control controls the game clock, and has these guys uh, in contention to play. 
Yeah, well, look, you know, uh, home field advantage in the playoffs won't necessarily mean exactly what it has in the past, given the empty stadiums. But what right. it will mean is the buy in the first round. And most likely, if you can get that number one or number two spot, you probably don't have to play the Chiefs till the AFC championship game. I know Baltimore has been hot, but uh, if it's me, I'm worrying about the Chiefs out there come playoff time uh, after what they did last year in the playoffs. Does that, that make sense to you? Yeah, no, nah, you definitely want to avoid the Chiefs in the first round just because you don't want to deal with all that type of firepower. But also, we're talking about two other teams that have uh, their own firepower. I mean, Lamar Jackson is is literally uh, – uh, um, he's a walking video game. And then you got Big Ben and consistency in what they've done offensively. Um, there's three teams that can compete offensively. It just comes down to the scheme defensively. And that's where the Ravens out of those three teams have struggled. And as far as uh, competing with guys that spread them out and they have to go man across the board, that's where they struggled. And that's where they really, really miss Earl Thomas roaming the middle of the field. And so uh, that's why I'm going to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one as, as opposed to the Baltimore Ravens. Pittsburgh Steelers are a double down big check bet this week. That is a wrap for week eight. Tune back in next Wednesday. We will recap the action from all these games and give you our picks for week nine. We appreciate you listening. If you got something out of this show, we helped you with your picks. Help us back. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Throw a five-star rating. If you think these are five-star picks, throw a five-star rating. Check us out on Instagram. Cut the check pod. Cut the check pod on Instagram to see more content from us. Jarrell, take us home here for the week. Man, we always appreciate the, the uh, um, unwavering support that you guys give us. And uh, we're going to continue to try to make you guys some money. Uh, place your bets, cut the check, and we're going to get it to you guys. So we appreciate all the love and support. All right, check us out on Instagram. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. Come find us in the Vigit app. We appreciate you listening out there. Thanks, and, and happy betting this week for week eight. We will talk to you next week on Wednesday. Yes, sir.